You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Friday, November 18th. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. And subscribe if you're uh, listening to us across the Big Blue View Radio Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Giants fans, we're heading into week 11 of the NFL season. Your 7-2 and two Giants will be hosting the 3-6 and six Detroit Lions this week, game that uh, if the Giants win and the Vikings and Eagles happen to lose, then the Giants would be tied for the best record in the NFC. Pretty much uh, an amazing spot. No one ever figured that the Giants would be in this kind of position this deep into the season. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to uh, Ryan Matthews of SB Nation's Pride of Detroit to uh, to break down Sunday's game. Let me bring Ryan in right now. Ryan, how you doing today? Thank you very, very much for uh, for hopping on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, Ed. Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Looking forward to this matchup. I think it's a it's one of the more interesting matchups, I think, that that are in week 11. It is an interesting matchup, and let me say this as we start our discussion here. The Giants are 7-2, and two. The, the Lions are 3-6, and six. and I did a five-question segment you know, with, with your guys over at Pride of Detroit, and I said, look, I think the Giants win this game. I think the Giants are better, but they're not so much better that this game doesn't worry me. And, and it worries me for the simple reason that the Lions can score some points. The Giants have gone 37 games, I think it is, longest streak in the NFL without reaching 30 points. Wow. The, the, the Lions have done that four times this year. So, they have. So, so it worries me a little bit. Just tell me a little bit about uh, – about how the Lions are playing and, and and how you you know see this matchup heading into Sunday. Yeah, Ed, I think that's a great point. And like one of the strangest things that I've noticed, um, you know, kind of just putting together previews and looking at some advanced numbers and everything with Detroit. I, I think one of the interesting things that I that I noticed was looking at Football Outsiders, looking at Team DVOA on offense. The Lions are actually ranked higher than the Giants in in offensive DVOA. And uh, that that might be something that might kind of turn your head uh, when you see a team that has been running the ball as well as uh, the the New York Giants, um, especially with you know how, how they've been able to 
run the ball so efficiently. I think, I think I should say um, you look at the giants in rush DVOA, they're 13th. The, the lions are just one tick behind them at 14th. Um, so hanging right around a little bit above league average. So I, I, I think when, when I look at this game, I, I agree with you, Ed, like I think it's going to be a game that um, shouldn't be a blowout by any means, but when you look at their two records, you have the giants who are seven and two, you have the lions who are three and six at face value. It seems like a game that, the Giants should take care of at home. But I, I, I guess the question I have for you, Ed, is the Giants have kind of been in all these one-score games. I, I kind of see this being just another chapter in their 2022 season where that's going to happen again. I tend to think so. I've I've come to believe, Ryan, that that every Giants game is going to come down to what happens in the last 10 minutes or so. The Giants, 7-2, nine games, they are only plus 14 when it comes to point differential for the wow. season, which is amazing when you look at the fact that they're seven and two. Eight of their games have been one score games. I think they've they've had five game winning drives, four fourth quarter comebacks along the way. Um it's been a situation where even the game, even the the one game that was a, a two score game against Seattle that the Giants lost was a game that was tied with 11 minutes to go. So it's been that kind of season for the Giants. So when you look at that, I guess the question for you would be: You look at these one score games, you look at these one or two mistakes at the end of games, kind of kind of games. How have the Lions fared in that category? I'm guessing at three and six, I'm guessing that that things have not gone well in those sort of toss-up games late for Detroit so far. Well, Ed, that's really been the story of the Dan Campbell era so far. I mean, it, I mean that that's really the um, that's the entire story of the Dan Campbell era um, through you know a year and a half of Lions football with Dan Campbell at the helm. One of Campbell's favorite people to pull quips and quotes from is Bill Parcells. And after the Lions were able to, it was actually after they lost the Dolphins game um, a few weeks back uh, over Halloween weekend. You know, it, it was a game where the Lions were leading. They they end up kind of just rolling over in the second half. The offense doesn't do a whole lot. The Dolphins obviously known for their explosive offense. They come out, they win the football game, and it's another one-score game in which the Lions just don't come out on top. And, and Dan Campbell says, you know, Bill Parcells always said, you know, the way that you win close games or you learn how to win close games is by winning close games. And the Lions hadn't really done that. Um, they, they've lost a lot of games, you know, by a score. And the the maturation process has been slow, but over the past two weeks, the Lions have picked up pretty big victories over the Green Bay Packers um, in in Week Nine, and then last week against the the Chicago Bears in Week Ten, they they won a one point game on the road uh, against Chicago, thirty one thirty. So, you know, these past two weeks have been one score games that the Lions have come out on top, and they've done it in one of a more surprising fashion is they've won with their defense and with their defense, making big plays and, and making timely stops at just the right time. Um, 
it's been it's been something that I don't think Lions fans were expecting at all, especially with how bad this defense has been. Because as you, as you mentioned at the top, Ed, the Lions have been able to put up points in bunches. They just haven't been able to stop the other team across the ball from them from putting up more points. So um, it, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how this Lions team responds because it's the first games that they've that they've won in a row consecutively in the Dan Campbell era. Uh, they 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 had their chance to finally put together a winning streak here and, and, and we'll see if they can do it. What are your thoughts on Campbell incidentally? I mean, Campbell's a guy that was a giants draft pick back in the day. He's still kind of a popular figure in some ways in New York. He's a guy that you had a, an interim shot in Miami, always kind of thought he deserved an opportunity to, to run his own ship, you know, and build it from the ground up. And at this point, outside of Detroit, he's kind of known for some of the things he says and some of his antics and and some of his his kneecap comments and, and things like that. But do you see him as a guy who can develop into a long-term coach and, and build something in Detroit? You know, I, Ed, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, this – Really interesting experiment that I think a lot of people were able to see when Hard Knocks kind of pulled back the curtain over the summer was, you know, this coaching staff is mostly comprised of relatively uh, recent former players. You know, Mark Brunel is their quarterbacks coach. Drew Staley is their assistant coach and their and their running backs coach. You know, Antoine Randall is their wide receivers coach. Dan Campbell himself is, you know, not too far removed from from, you know, his playing career and. I think that the players are still really playing for Dan Campbell and that's such the antithesis to what their previous regime was. And with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, you know, you had, you had a very sour locker room and when the lions went out and hired Dan Campbell, I think they wanted to kind of overcorrect on making a culture hire. And as, as you mentioned, you know, Dan Campbell kind of got, you know, made out to be a caricature of himself almost in a way when he had that opening press conference and he's talking about the kneecaps. And then, you know, later on it's, it's his coffee order and how much caffeine the guy's taking in. And, you know, it's this, that, and the other thing, but you know, the lions are sitting at three and six right now. Last year they went three 13 and one. They have more, they, you know, they have just as many wins as they did last year. And it's before Thanksgiving. And I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, but again, like, the, the seat was getting warmer until these past couple of weeks. You know, they, they win back-to-back games, nonetheless, against two divisional opponents in, in the Packers and the Bears. So I, I think that Dan Campbell's starting to build some momentum and, and gain some steam in the right direction, uh, not only with the, the media, but with the fans as well. Um, when that tide seemed like it was kind of starting to turn after the Lions got off to such a such a slow start and the defense was just such a mess and, you know, they're firing Aubrey Pleasant, their defensive backs coach. You know, it seems like a little bit of scapegoating, but I, I feel like I can be pretty steadfast in saying that he still has that locker room. He still has players who want to play for him. And I, I think that's more than can be said for what any Lions fan kind of went through watching Matt Patricia. So. Yeah, the uh, the the Bill Belichick uh, coaching tree, just like it did uh, with the Giants and uh, and Joe Judge, the Bill Belichick coaching 
tree struck in Detroit, I guess. Yeah, sour fruit, man, sour fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although although Brian Dable does have connections to that tree as well, but I have said a number of times that I think that one of the best things that Brian Dable did to prepare himself to be an NFL head coach is to get away from from the Belichick influence for a while and, and learn some other systems. And I, I have, I happen to think that a guy like Joe judge and maybe Matt Patricia too could be really good head coaches someday, but I think they would benefit from, from, from getting away from Belichick for a while and, and, and seeing how some other programs do things. Absolutely. Yeah. Perspectives will do wonders for you. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about, Sunday's game and just how you know how you see things unfolding Giants have been a team we've talked about it's been all one score kind of games for the Giants they've made a habit out of trying to dominate the time of possession trying to control the pace of games trying to keep the score down you know not only have the Giants not scored 30 points they have not allowed 30 points in a game yet this season. So they haven't played a single game this year where the, the point total has been in the fifties for, you know, the combined point total. Yeah. So I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at a giants team that probably wants to come in here and run the football with the quarterback and with Saquon Barkley and, and do all of those kinds of things. Is that, is that an approach that has generally worked against this Detroit defense? Yes. Um, the short answer to that question is yes. You know, the, the lions fundamentally when it comes to what they want to do on defense is they want to stop the run. And that's why they prioritize getting somebody like Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Um, and I think that there, that's another interesting storyline coming into this game is, you know, the Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, debate and, and whether or not, you know, the line should have gone another way. But, you know, I, I think this team, Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, they really put a big priority on stopping the run. They think it's so fundamental um, in order for a football team to be successful is, is, is to stop the run, to put teams in, you know, um, disadvantageous situations on third down, put them into third and long, and then try to go get a stop. And it, it seems pretty fundamental from a football standpoint, but the Lions are really committed to that. It's just that they're not too good at it. <laughs> um, you know, la last week against the Bears, they, you know, just give up a ton of, of, um, a ton of stuff on the ground. And another thing that the lions have been pretty susceptible to, and, and this might be a big problem with, uh, with a guy like Daniel Jones, who, who has some mobility to his game um, can scramble, uh, you know, on, on plays that aren't runs. Um, even though I, I have seen a little bit of, of his work where Brian Dable's kind of, you know, schemed up some stuff for him to do, you know, actually design stuff. But like, Mobile quarterbacks have been a huge problem for the Lions this year. Um, Justin Fields had a had a, a field day with Detroit's defense, but I mean the list is long. It's Geno Smith, it's Jalen Hurts, it's even Aaron Rodgers, who's you know as old as he is. Third and longs, we're talking like third and eighteen, third and nineteen. He's converting these by just finding open rushing lanes. Um, a lot of 
a lot of the problems with Detroit's defense has been their inability to stop the run um, consistently. And for a team with Saquon Barkley and for a team with a mobile quarterback, I think that that could be a huge problem for the Lions on Sunday. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about the Detroit offense a little bit. Obviously, I mentioned earlier, Detroit has, on four different occasions this year, scored more than 30 points. They scored 45 in a loss to the Seattle Seahawks. On the flip side of that, there's been a shutout, there's been a six-point game, and there's been a win over the Packers in which, you know, in which uh, you guys scored only 15 points. So my question is, it's sort of a two-part question. Why the inconsistency? And if the Giants, who have played good defense all year, if the Giants are going to to make this one of those games where Detroit's offense just doesn't function, what's that going to look like? Yeah, so – I think the the question of the inconsistency in the Lions point totals really boils down to to two things. One, injuries. Uh, injuries have had a huge impact on on the Lions offense, uh, specifically at their skill positions. Um, DeAndre Swift was a was a huge asset for this team, especially to begin the season. He's been banged up for the better part of the past eight weeks. Um, the team has resisted uh, putting him on IR. He's playing through both a shoulder injury and an ankle injury. He keeps on, you know, trying to be a, you know, limited participant in practice. And then he shows full participation and then he ends up on the field and he just looks like a guy who's hesitant. He looks like a guy who's not really playing at uh, full strength. And, And that's been a huge problem because he's such an explosive dynamic player that the lions to, to begin the season when they're rattling off these like, you know, 30 point totals, it's on these big chunk plays. It's on these big explosive plays of, you know, run plays of 50 plus yards. Um, the Lions have four of them. Three of them are from DeAndre Swift. Um, you know, beyond that, 
uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has dealt with some injuries, um, had, had to deal with a concussion injury uh, earlier in the year. The, the other receivers like DJ Shark, he's just coming off IR. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can expect him to play this week because um, he, he just came off IR. We'll, we'll see how he does in practice. Um, but he, he's another guy who the Lions have really struggled with wanting to run the football, but being put in situations where they can't call a defense's bluff. And, and what I mean by that is their cast of receivers, you know, they've spent time without DJ Shark, without Josh Reynolds, um, without Amon Ross St. Brown. So beyond that, they have Khalif Raymond, uh, Tom Kennedy, and, you know, just a, <clears throat> a potpourri of guys who kind of belong either on the practice squad or maybe on the fringes of your wide receiver depth chart. But like, I, I think the problem is last week kind of all encompassing of the problem was that Jamal Williams faced a eight man box over 50% of the time. And the lions just don't have the receivers on the outside to, to, you know, force defenses to, to account for, for those guys. And without the ability to stretch the field vertically, it makes running the ball that much more difficult. So I, I think that's where you run into the inconsistency in the score totals. It's, it's a team that isn't able to establish the run, which is what they really want to do. They want to get Jared Goff into these situations where he's um, in play action. Play action is where he's one of um, the most effective quarterbacks in the league. When, when they don't have that card to play, they get put in these really difficult situations. You know, I, I think Ed, one of the biggest problems that this offense has had too, is it'll, it'll run very hot and cold. Uh, you know, the lions will move like a hot knife through butter on, on a drive or two. And then we're talking three and outs for consecutive drives that really puts a, the offense in a bad position because they're not on the field and, and B it puts the defense in a bad position because they're out there on the field so long. So, you know, that, that's the way to really stop up this Lions attack is to make them pass the ball because they want to do it on their terms. They don't want other teams to put them in that situation. Gotcha. So uh, last thing for you, uh, you, you have a, a prediction for, uh, for Sunday. Oh man. Uh, I know the line right now is three. Uh, the Giants are favored by three points. It seems, and, and that's a typical line in the NFL. You know, when you when you have a a team at home, but I, I find that number to be a little strange, just because you know the Giants are seven and two, and the Lions are three and six. So, um, I, I I want to I, I want to take the Lions and the points, just because I think it could be a one score game, but. I ultimately see the Giants just being able to make more plays. Um, I, I think that this is a game where maybe the Giants might not be able to score 30, um, which has seemed to elude them um, for quite some time, as you mentioned, Ed. But like, I, I, I think it's I, elude is 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 a soft word. I think I think 30 <laughs> is like a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I don't know if they quite hit 30, but I think you could see a, a, a Giants offense that definitely outperforms um, how, how it has maybe, um, consistently this season. I, I see that they kind of, they're averaging just over 20 points a game. I could see them scoring, you know, uh, four touchdowns. I could see them scoring 28 points against the lions, but, um, I think this is a game that they ultimately win because like you said, they like to play that position, uh, or that possession battle. 
they, they like to you know hold the ball more than the other team. So uh, I, I think that the Giants probably have the, uh, the difference maker in Saquon Barkley from that standpoint. All right, Ryan, thank you very, very much for a few minutes. Folks, uh, check out Pride of Detroit if you want the, the Lions viewpoint on Sunday's game. And uh, best of luck to you, Ryan, and, and thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Giants fans, our thanks again to Ryan Matthews of SB Nation's Pride of Detroit for dropping by. Wanted to uh, to hit a few more things for you, a couple of uh, interesting and perhaps concerning notes this week from the Giants' Thursday injury report. Looks like wide receiver Wandale Robinson, troubled by a, uh, a hamstring injury, uh, did not practice on Thursday, was a limited participant on Wednesday and and appeared to have a bit of a setback and did not practice on Thursday. That uh, makes him unlikely at this point to, to play on Sunday against Detroit. Obviously, the Giants are already short wide receivers with uh, the Kenny Galladay situation and Galladay limited participant this week based on uh, with a hamstring injury of his own and we know about his struggles. Looks like the Giants will be relying on uh, Darius Slayton, maybe newly acquired Isaiah Hodgins, and uh, perhaps we'll have to dust off uh, Richie James, who started the season well at uh, in the slot for the Giants, but has uh, has kind of faded uh, from view as both a receiver and a punt returner for the Giants, but may have to play a big role for the Giants on Sunday if Robinson can't go. The other injury of note is that rookie left guard Josh Azudu turned up on Thursday not practicing due to a neck issue. Azudu, of course, is starting and replacing Ben Bredesen, who's on IR with a sprained MCL at this point. And it looks like if Zudu can't go and not practicing on Thursday again is an indication that he would probably be unlikely to go on Sunday, we could either see Nick Gates return to the starting lineup. Gates, of course, back on the field and playing limited snaps the last couple of weeks as a jumbo tight end in his return from that, that horrific 2021 fractured leg that he suffered or we could see the return of Shane Lemieux, who's still currently on IR. Lemieux, Lemieux, of course, was supposed to be the starting left guard at the beginning of the season, was injured in the first preseason game, suffered a toe injury that uh, he told me was both turf toe and a fracture required surgery. Lemieux is still on IR, but has been practicing for the last week. Considering the Azudu injury, we could very well see Lemieux activated off of injured reserve before Sunday's game. And we could well see Lemieux in the starting lineup. That's what it looks like right now. The Giants aren't committing to, uh, to one or the other, but likely it would be either Lemieux or Gates if Azudu can't go. And that's kind of interesting just because both of those guys a year ago were key parts of the Giants offensive line or were expected to be key parts of the Giants offensive line. And their injuries 
really were part of why that whole unit unraveled in 2021. Good to see both of those guys back or at least close to being back in action and we'll see uh, we'll see who gets that start at left guard on Sunday. All right Giants fans as we always do in our Friday show I want to uh, to make my weekly prediction here for the Giants Lions game. If you read Big Blue View you already know what my prediction is. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with the Giants to win this game. And as we talked about with Ryan Matthews of Pride of Detroit, this is a game where I think the Giants will win it, but I also think there is potential here for the Giants to fall prey to an upset. What I see here is a game where the Lions have the ability, having scored more than 30 points at uh, in on four occasions this season, the Lions have the ability to try to force the Giants to play a game, a more up-tempo, a more pass-happy game that they haven't had to play all season. And I have no idea how that would turn out. The Giants aren't sure either, especially with limited weapons at wide receiver, with the injuries that they've had on the offensive line, obviously left guard that we talked about. Evan Neal still not returning to the lineup. They don't want to play that shootout pass happy kind of game. They've made that obvious. The Lions have the ability to make it that way. But I think the Giants, who've made a habit of winning close games down the stretch so far this year, have enough to win this game. So I'm going to pick the Giants. And just a reminder, folks, if you're stopping by SB Nation uh, partner DraftKings to uh, to make a wager on the Giants game or anything else uh, NFL or sports related. Please remember that minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see our show notes for full details. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.